you're listening to The Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking about all things food and drink. I'm joined by my fellow presenter, the taste expert, <laughs> AJ Sharp. Hello, Hi. nice to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, good thanks, how's um, it going? Nice to hear you. I'm nice radio, to hear remember. you. Oh yeah, I'm good point. So uh, we're as usual joined by some lovely guests. Um, start of the year we had the lovely Christabel here, uh, the taste Ah, oh, from the Guild of Fine Foods. Guild of Fine Foods. Uh, we had a, a really good thing there. Now we're back to guests and tasting stuff, which is our favourite. Oh, absolutely our favourite. The smell. I know this is radio and we're supposed to talk about hearing things, but the smell in the studio is lovely. It is amazing. And um, I just arrived here and I hadn't had any breakfast and I was starving hungry. I just went and got an egg sandwich and now I didn't realise there's we've got all sorts <laughs> of things in front of us. And that was a waste of that was a waste of effort. So one of the things we're going to talk about is uh, ready meals. Mm. I actually don't like that term. Don't you? No, not at all. Mm, I find it really off-putting. It's like 1970s plastic stuff. What's your thoughts? I know what you mean. I have no problem with the word. For me, the concept means, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> As a busy mum running a business, I am so time-strapped all the time that... I definitely cheat once or twice a week. I have to. Yeah, I think cheating's fine. But I mean, so so much of it, just rubbish. And I'm just really worried about, you know, you get the cling film on the top, put some holes in it, put it in the microwave, and sometimes you get, and it doesn't even taste of anything. Sometimes, but I've got a feeling that these are going to be quite different to the sort of traditional thing that I think you're describing there. So you, you, you the guys we have in the studio are going to have to... Win me round. They're going to have to win you round. Yeah. Who have we want, got? Well, I'm, I'm going to come on to that in a minute. Do you want to give us some um, facts about about ready meals? Yeah, I can give you some facts. Um, I mean, it's quite stunning, really, isn't it? Well, it, it, it's absolutely stunning. What was it? More than once a week. Um, what was it? Over 2 million, 2.6 2. million people are having ready meals. That was in 2021. Mm. Followed by two to three times a week. That's two and a half million people having ready meals. I mean, that's a lot of people, probably yep. similar to me, who are really busy, who don't have, you know, time for all of this kind of stuff. But, but, but it is true, though, that quite a lot of it is, is, you know, very high in saturated fats and, you know, salt and sugar and a bit low in fibre. I mean, that's what my feeling is about about ready meals. That's your perception, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, yes, it's a perception, of course. Mm. It's perception. I think it's come on a lot. I think um, I think that ready meals have moved on from that kind of cheap mass-produced food sort of... I've almost, I almost said some labels there. 99p, and then I thought, no, don't do that. lasagna from Iceland. Exactly that, exactly that. I think, I think it's moved on and I think the consumer these days is much more conscious. They're much more educated about what they're eating and they're, they're conscientious. They do flip the pack over and look at the back. I mean, one of the things I have been doing, um, um, you know, having grandchildren visit, that's the time when I'm really time poor. <laughs> can't cope at all um i, I welcome st- to my life yes i know i started getting a couple of of the the sort of little dish and, and things like that for for the, you know very young children i was surprised how good they were yeah they are good really they are really good, good. Uh, and, and you're thinking right i'm trying to get that balanced i'm trying to do this that and the other and actually some of them are really 
well put together and very good for kids, I think. Yeah, and I think, you know, being a judge for the Great Dace, uh, last year there was a few ready meals that came around, and I know some of them were star-worthy because we were tasting them, and they were really very good. Mm, they, you know. good. Yeah, and, and uh, again... If you, um, you know, if you live on your own, so like my, my mother's quite elderly, she doesn't eat a lot now, it's quite hard to buy stuff in single portions or for children just on a one-off meal. Mm. It's, it's quite difficult. Mm. And so that you end up then having so much food waste. You know, my mum just wants to buy one carrot, not a bag of 12. Or, or you know, And that can solve this issue, can't it? Absolutely, it can. And it's, it's not just people, like you say, who are time-strapped. I think there's also an element of nutritional completion that is a new thing that people are much more conscientious of. You know, when we met um, lovely Nikki Clark from Renourish Soup and she was talking about making a meal that was nutritionally complete in itself. It had all the minerals and all those kind of things. And I think this is where we're going with ready meals. So um, do you want to introduce our guests? Yes, I would love to. So we've got in the studio today, we've got Millie Baggett from By Ruby. Hello. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining Thank us. You. Sorry to slag off all your your your, <laughs> your No, I, the, I also struggle your, with the category term ready meal. Yeah. I struggle with well, that well, too. I'm going to so, ask you about yeah. that in a minute then. <laughs> um, and we've also got Bronzy Key from Little Lunchbox. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. That's okay. Um, Millie, tell us a little bit about By Ruby. So By Ruby, we started back in 2017 um, with the purpose of really trying to shake things up on the whole ready meal term. Um, I've always cooked a lot in my life and my granny's always used her freezer a lot. And when I had my first child, my sister filled my freezer for me with loads of delicious, nourishing and tasty meals. And um, I just thought actually how nice it would be to be able to do that for other people not only those that live very close to me. So um, at the time, I owned a food shop in Chelsea with my aunt and Ruby, my co-founder, was the head chef. And we just thought, actually, let's give this a go. There were lots of people asking for frozen meals. And um, we just thought, why isn't there more on the market that isn't pumped full of rubbish, too much sugar and salt and preservatives? So So, so you're starting off from the basis of having a chef? Yes, yes, exactly. So Ruby's a Leith-trained chef. Um, She's very involved in the business she initially did all the recipe development and we've kind of have a few more people involved now but um it all strings back to that really important thing to us of making sure meals are made with really great ingredients no additives and preservatives and taste amazing so so we've got some in front of us shall we eat some while while it's hot yes why not uh, yeah so just yeah. just show us a few while we ask um, some questions because so aj um, loves to get stuck yeah. in when there's food on the table um so we've got our um our lasagna here which is our classic classic meat lasagna and that's made with free-range pork mince and grass-fed beef and that has just been microwaved that's actually been in the oven it's been in the oven yeah so uh, we we actually specify oven particularly for the lasagnas yeah because you get that nice crusty crusty slightly burnty caramelized bit on the top as usual you won't be hearing a thing from aj because she's stuffing her face and really lovely crunchy crispy top it tastes homemade, doesn't it? Mm. Well, it should. I mean, it's made just as you would at home. We have kind of, I mean, slightly bigger batches, but, you know, the it's, same principles. Oh, yes, please do. Mm, have it, a, it does taste a... homemade. I mean, even from the aromas coming off the lasagna before we started eating, I was mm. expecting it to taste how it did because you could smell garlic and tomato. Mm. You could smell the beef. So already in that creamy bechamel. Mm. You're and we use fresh ready. pasta as well. So it's kind of, it just makes it feel like it's been Well, made I have to say I'm carefully. a bit surprised at that. Well, that's good, good, given that you said you didn't like it. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm quite surprised by that. Are you? Yeah. How long has it taken the oven? 
That takes an hour. That's an a, hour? It's an hour. It's a portion for two. So it, it does take a bit of time, but sure. we're hoping that people can then take back times for themselves. So it's sort of like get you in, put it in, shove that, go and have a bath. Then or, sort all the kids out. Yeah, put get the them, children to bed yeah, and then it's ready. All that stuff. Okay, yeah. well, I am uh, pleasantly surprised about that. Um, it's it's pretty much as I would make it, I would say. Yeah, I think it I'm tastes... I'm a decent cook, you know. tastes amazing. It's all right, isn't it? Mm. Um, and the quality of the beef, where do you get your... Sort we of... get our beef from Scotland. It's grass-fed Perthshire beef. Mm, um, and it's, yeah, we use a fairly lean beef mince and then we also have pork mince in there as well which adds a bit of flavor yeah. and fat so so bronzy i mean you might say that you're in opposition a little bit of competition for uh for millie but i know you do something slightly different but be honest what do you think I, I think it tastes really good um i think the you would never even have guessed that that was uh frozen and it tastes fresh homemade yeah it does doesn't it mm. Thank I you. It's great. I'm delighted. Can we try your fish pies? Certainly, now? yeah. So, so is this another oven-y one? Yeah, this is, I actually okay. did two oven-y ones. Um, we have quite a lot of microwave-friendly dishes as well. but um, So presumably then, the difference uh, in terms of, uh, again, can we talk about that term, ready meal in a minute, um, is is there are certain things that you would you can make, but they just have to go in the oven. They just have to. And then there are certain other things that are, are, are intrinsically microwavable because yes. because so so you actually work your way you work around that and say this is microwave that one lasagna will never be microwave no exactly and and I get people saying can I put it in the microwave and I say well you can no. but it's never gonna it's gonna taste be as good yeah. it's gonna you're not gonna get the crispy top and yeah. it won't feel as authentic um, yeah. whereas you know we have a good range of curries casseroles oh yeah nice risotto you know all those kind of things actually particularly the risotto is actually better than the microwave so you know it's it, it we kind of we like to be as convenient as we can be but we're mm. not going to do that at the expense of and how the meal tastes in the end so tell me about the term ready meal so i don't know why i don't really like it i think it takes me back to the sort of swanson's um frozen meal on a mm-hmm. plate back from the 50s and and then i think sadly over the years Iceland has done a bit of a disservice to the frozen food sector in particular. I think things are improving a lot there, but actually, um, you know, when you think about it, as you um, said earlier, it, it's one of those things where you do think low quality, bad ingredients. But in fact, mm. ready meal is the correct term because they're ready in minutes. So, yep. um, and if there is anybody listening from Iceland and you want to sue us, please do write to me on Susie at foodtalk.co.uk. Um, let, let's just stick up for Iceland a little bit. That there, there is a there is a difference between trying to provide really cheap food for people who mm. who are struggling, and there Absolutely. are a lot of people at the moment. And and in fairness, that is a different sector from this. is a different category from this, isn't it? It certainly is. And I yeah. think we're trying to do something which um, is at a different price point. It's it's more expensive. Mm. It's supposed to be more of a treat, a sort of. Um, an alternative to going out for dinner or having a takeaway. You know, mm. it's, it's something that um, you're, you're not necessarily going to eat it every evening and we are pushing the boundaries on price. So we are more expensive than of course. what you'd buy in Iceland and therefore are appealing to a different market. So I think Iceland does a brilliant job, actually. You know, they've made huge innovation in packaging and, and they're doing a really great job on that front. And I think anything in the frozen sector is... Is great because I'm a massive yeah. advocate for it. I think I completely agree. And with the cost of living crisis, the frozen food, we're really seeing that burgeoning mm. at the moment, aren't we? It's really growing. Absolutely. So you can keep things for longer. You can keep things. You can, you know, save small portions of meals and use mm. them again, which is, of course. But Millie, I want you to come up with another 
term, another generic for this. Yes. I mean, I think the problem I've got with ready meals is in my head, I, I imagine the advertising pictures and, and things from the from the 1950s and 1960s, mm. calling it a TV dinner yes, and encouraging exactly. people, whole families to sit and have food while mm. they're watching the television, which I am fundamentally and absolutely <laughs> against. And I can't get rid of that conversation. Yeah. Well, really. our, our strap line is handmade food that's ready when you are. Yeah. So it's, and that's what we do. I like that. So it, it sort of insinuates the fact that we're making it carefully, but it's also convenient. Mm. And um, so that's how we like to say it. Good. Now, now, um, if we turn to you, uh, Brondi, you, you've got a slightly different spin on this, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk us through that? I'm just going to stop this at 13. Can you just put your microphone more towards that? A little bit more. That's it. Perfect. Right. I'll cut that out. Go. So I'm part of the Little Lunchbox and we're a company that's on a mission to help everyone live better through food. And we're starting our journey actually with the younger generation. So children, teens and families. And why I think we're different is we are a direct-to-consumer subscription business. So every week we package a range of our different products, whether it's uh, chilled meals, uh, packed lunches, snacks, and we send these to homes all across the country. And in order to really fulfill our mission, we believe that we need to be more than just a food provider, but also a food educator, which is one of the reasons why every single delivery that our customers get, they get a chance to learn about a new ingredient from around the world. And they just simply scan a QR code and their children can complete a short five to 10 minute quiz. Okay, so, so that's really, really interesting. Let, let's just let's just look at this subscription thing. Now, subscription is very different from what you do, Millie, isn't it? So, so I presume people just go on and buy stuff, do they? Or, or um, yeah, you can buy online, and we also sell in various different yeah. retailers. So, but you are are you purely subscription? We are purely subscription, um, uh, and so people will say, "I want." five of these a month or 10 a month or whatever or exactly yeah. yep. one okay. of the benefits we do get is for example any of our pastas if children say like chicken over fish they have the opportunity to customize that using our subscription right. platform yeah or they can say i'm i've got this i eat this food or i've got a food allergy or whatever and they can they can tailor yep. so they know what they're getting yep we knew it's it was challenging exactly right. to come up with a menu that could feed all children so we said why don't we allow them to personalize it almost okay. like a personal chef except outsourced to us. Okay, so we'll come on to the to, to the things that you, you add on to your subscription service. Mm-hmm. Let's have a quick taste before it gets too cold. What, what have you bought for us here? So um, the first dish is a sweet potato cottage pie. Um, the reason potato. we used sweet potatoes is because it has a much lower glycemic index, which yeah. slows down digestion for children. Slightly sweeter as well. Slightly sweeter. Naturally um, so. Naturally so, and it's a lean beef mint in there that we source locally. Mm. I do like sweet potato, do you? Yeah, I love sweet I potato. Forget to, I forget My to kids buy love it, it as well. Mm. And then also, I, mean, I love mashed potato. Oh, God, it's one of the things mm. that make life good. But mm. of course, you're adding loads of butter and cream. Well, I do anyway. With sweet potato, you don't have to do that. You don't have to. Because it's, it's, so, it's naturally so, so sweet. And the so. texture of it as well is creamier, I find. I often do kind of two parts sweet potato to one part potato, and then it... You get a perfect that, consistency. That's exactly what we did. Is that exactly yeah. what you did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, that arrives um, frozen, presumably? Um, it's no, chilled, actually. It's chilled. So, so you can decide what you want to do with it, in essence. Yep. Yeah. Um, and what sort of age range are you going for there? Um, between the ages of 3 to 16. Mm. So um, we ha- currently have one menu only for children, but we're hoping this year to eventually branch out to have a menu for toddlers, kids and yeah. teens. Yeah. Mm, they all... they, the quantity that they would eat is very different, different isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Each, each of those points, a 16-year-old eats more than I do. <laughs> eats more than anybody. I um, always remember stocking up the fridge about three times I'm a week when you had 
look at look at there's there's um you can see a lot of veg in there you can yeah. see kind of Hidden. peas and bits of carrot and onion and all sorts in there so each of our meals provide at least one of their five a day through hidden vegetables so our team have to come up with really creative ways of trying to blend them in grating grating pureeing etc and what's the other one i'm liking the look of that this i don't know what it is our pasta version so it's italian basil pea pesto um, we've made Ooh. the pesto using cashews parmesan um, basil pesto, olive like oil pesto. and a little bit of uh, pepper was that chicken as well? Yeah. So mm. this order is a chicken add-on. I like that. I could yeah, eat that I like for that my lunch. Could you? Yeah, it's good. So you can see the peas again in there, can't you? And yeah. it's not overly pesto. It's quite lightly pestoed, which is, you know, good for kids. Mm-hmm. And what about the salt content and sugar content? How do you, I mean, you, you were saying for the Great Taste Awards that sometimes you get a little bit disappointed because people are really cutting back on the seasoning. For, for very good reason. Um, uh, but you do need seasoning to bring the flavour out sometimes. It's a really difficult one, and particularly for Bronzy, because he's catering to mm. for a child mm. audience, that salt level is so sensitive that you really have to be careful. And and some kids do add ketchup and things like that. And sometimes I think the reason they add ketchup is almost this craving for salt in kids, because they love it, don't mm. they? But so, you have to be so careful to... To, to limit that. So how would you, you, you actually really obviously monitor that? Yep, so all of our meals are developed in-house with our nutritionists. Um, but f- in terms of salt, we find that when we use things like cheese or natural other flavorings, it kind of um, omits or you don't really need as much yep. salt in yep. the dishes. And we find that we play it safe and we add very minimal salt and sugar. Mm-hmm. So again, having um, four grandchildren who are all under four, please don't come and visit me too often. Um, the, the, both my daughters are very, very wary about salt in a way that I never was. It seems to be something that's really quite important, more than sugar, actually. Much more than sugar for, for parents these days. Mm. I mean, when I was growing up in the 80s, no one, no one even batted an eyelid. Well, you could ate whatever you ate. Even worse. <laughs> yeah, probably was. tarts for breakfast, you know, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, even now when I say to my parents, you know, you've got to be careful with the salt content for the kids... They slightly look at me bog-eyed. What are you talking about? Yeah, and the crisps and stuff like that. You you know, they're very, very cautious about that. Um, And I guess that children just can't process it as as, as, as much, really. No, it can be quite dangerous in a small person. Mm. Now, tell us about this extra thing that you do. So you're sending out this subscription service to, to families who are time poor. Um, and, and or like me, you've got some kids going on. And actually, what I want to do is I want to be out with them all day, not preparing loads of food all day. Um, you send little extra things, don't you? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's have a quick look at that. that what have you got there, AJ? So little packets. They've got um, little rocket stickers on the front, but it looks like. So what's what's uh, what's that? What have you got there? It looks like is this watermelon? That is watermelon. That's good. Oh wow! And pear. That is pear as well. Exactly. Dehydrated pear? Yep. So we've got tiny little packets, got a really nice little sticker on the front. Uh, and then you send these and what give them a little bit of information on what it is, so a bit of educational information. There's a card there and basically the parents scan the QR code and they work with their child to go through the quiz and the, the child will learn about, oh, is this a fruit, a vegetable? What do I think is it? Is it sweet? And it encourages them to get exposed to different foods and to sort of explore Taste. their food curiosity. Yeah. So it's almost like a food true adventure. Mm. That's what we're trying to bring with our subscription-based mm. model. 
Oh, I love it. Wow. Children also love anything in a little packet. Do yeah. they? I find <laughs> I've got little children and I find if it's in a little packet, mm. they're it's like much aeroplane more inclined food. to try it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I really like those. They're kind of chewy, but you can taste the fruit. Mm-hmm. And I've just used the QR code and just bringing up some of the stuff on um, this week's food ingredient. And you kind of go next, next, pear crisps. Little pictures coming up. It's really cool. Mm. So, so AJ, you, you know, there are quite a few, you know, Charlie Bigham and there's loads of different uh, people who are sort of doing this now. Do you think that there is more of a future for this than there ever was if it's done in the, in the right way? With people like me who are a bit sceptical? I think there is, personally. I think, um, I mean, the stats and insights I've seen in my other job is that ready meals and more instant food is absolutely on the rise. People have less time than they ever had. But I think there's, um, there is something around the cost of living crisis because actually, I don't know, what, 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 is, what does it cost for your lasagna, for example? So ours is, um, it's, it's nine ninety five for a double portion. So it's not cheap. I mean, it's, 9 95. Yeah, so five, so five, pound five pounds a head. So, yeah. so, I mean, I think if you were to buy the ingredients that we use and make it yourself, I think you'd struggle to make it at that price at home but that's what i was going to say but is, the perception of it yeah. is expensive um because there are a lot more ready meals which are cheaper but like you zero say zero waste though mm. zero waste it's a treat it's um it's a really nice kind of meal that's been put together mm. for you and that some days you just are knackered some yeah. days i don't get in till 10 o'clock at night and you're exhausted you yeah. just want something don't and, you yeah and interestingly um i was delighted we did a little poll on our direct consumer customers last week and overwhelmingly the main thing that people bought us for was the treat and flavor Flavor. and then quickly followed by convenience so that's coming through so it's sort of i I think that's really reassuring to us because we always lead on flavor Mm. rather than convenience and like you say you know an hour in the oven is not the most convenient thing but if you get a really delicious meal out of the end of it no washing up though no washing up no washing up's a big thing exactly and um, you can do something else whilst it's cooking so yeah yeah. that's what we encourage so how is this different and is there a crossover aj with the sort of meal kit thing that's coming through quite a bit so you buy something it's all portioned out and and essentially you've got the ingredients in order to cook something yourself there might be a sauce that's made for you that's packaged up you, you have to heat up is, is there a crossover that? Uh... I think there's a link. I think there's a connection to the two. I think they are fundamentally different, though. I think the kind of meal kit at home is somebody who likes to cook, who maybe has decision fatigue, who would just like someone to make the decision and have all the stuff ready to go and not have to buy a massive, you know, bag of whatever sushi ginger because you actually only need a tea- tablespoon yeah. or whatever. And I think that's really key. And I think this is the same. This does come from a place of, yes, convenience. It comes from a place of not wanting a load of waste, uh, not having the time. But exactly the example you gave at the beginning when you had you were on mat leave and your sister had filled up your freezer. There are so many people like that who have who are in a care capacity of some description, whether it's children or older people. And actually just having a freezer full of food that's good to go. It's And it's nutritious and it's good food and it's made from real ingredients that's invaluable for people. And actually, I, I think it's amazing how many people you see gifting our products. So we have a huge, uh, our best-selling bundle online is our new parent bundle. And then I also see a lot of people sending a selection and writing a note saying, get well soon or right. welcome yeah, to the new yeah, baby yeah. or I yep. hope 
this gets you through a tricky period. So I think actually giving food is the nicest present you can receive. And, I really thought of that. And being so. frozen mm-hmm. means it's not going to go off. So yeah. I think that's that's what's really working for a yeah. lot of our customers. We've had um, yeah. Tim Bolt on the programme um, from, from Gusto. Um, one of the, I mean, they're doing amazingly well. One of the issues I have, though, is is with the meal kit... All these things are packaged in little bits of plastic and, you know, or they're, they're all packaged up. So do I do have a problem with that in terms of the environmental part of it? And, and it's a difficult thing to solve. It is a difficult thing to solve. Because you're trying to keep stuff fresh. You know, you're trying to keep stuff fresh. And when, when there's a moisture level content, I mean, there yeah. are packaging things coming along. I mean, you guys probably investigated a lot of them. Yeah, and I'm always going to packaging fairs. And I'm a bit of a geek about packaging, actually. I find it fascinating. Um, but... There are limitations Mm. and I'm desperate to try and find an ovenproof film that is recyclable or biodegradable, but it's very hard when you're using the freezer and the oven. Um, But yeah, I think people really care about that kind of stuff. And and I I also think food waste is such a huge problem for us. And if somewhere like Gusto or Mindful Chef can mitigate that a bit, then Mm. all the better. Yeah. Um, And and in terms of the environmental aspect for you, presumably, you know, you're you're dealing with people who've got young children and and probably are are pretty mindful about that too. Yeah, we're the same as Ruby's. We're always on the lookout for more environmentally sustainable packaging. But because we're so new, our real focus here is um, delivering our core value proposition, which is making sure it's good, healthy food that children enjoy first. And then the second stage will look into all those things. Mm. And was it what was the moment that you wanted to create these kind of you know ready meals for kids and what 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 was it about that that really excited you? I think when I I looked at the ready meal market overall I felt for the adults there's so much innovation whether you're a gym goer uh, someone on a plant-based diet maybe more luxury sized meals like rubies but when it came to children um, they had a small section in the corner of the frozen aisle and a lot of them were, you know, a fish pie, a chicken curry. A lot of it was the They're same. They're all the same, exactly the same. So what happens if you're a parent that wants to increase exposure or, you know, create uh, or you have a child that's a foodie that likes to try and experience new things? So we wanted to come up and create this sort of fun model yep. that, you know, children will like. And you're more likely to to get a foodie, aren't you, if you expose them to lots of different types of cuisine and actually cooking something just to have them go, oh, I don't like it. It's never as fun as being able to just give them this opportunity to actually just taste something as they go. Yep. So unbelievably, as usual, we're coming to the end of the programme. I mean, I think my, my takeaway from that, did you see what I did there? Yeah, I like it. Um, is, is that there are actual occasions when this stuff is incredibly useful. So my mum's my in hospital. She, she came back home. She wasn't quite up to making food from scratch, which she does all the time. She loves cooking. Um, I think a, a gift pack that you, you suggest, Millie, would have been perfect. So it's like, mum, there's some stuff in there. I know you're going to go back to cooking, so, but that is just really helpful when you're not feeling great or, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a really stressful time. Maybe you're moving house or anything. That that These can really step in here, can't they? Yeah. It's it's probably not. Yeah, it's, it's patching in around the gaps, isn't it? And everyone has got all these different things going on in their lives. People are busy. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Um... Mm. I like it. I'm excited. I think I can see you ordering some of those. I can see me ordering some mm. of those as well. Mm. Both of them, in fact. Yes, especially for particularly very young children. I think some of that for me to create something that nutritional 
in a short space of time is actually quite difficult. My nine-year-old son would eat all four of the things on the table without <laughs> batting an eyelid, to be honest. And all at once. At once, yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much to our guests. So that's Millie Baggett of By Ruby and Bronzy Key of Little Lunchbox. Thank you so much. Uh, we will do links to your websites. You can Perfect. go online and order some of those. I'll give it that to you, AJ. Yeah, no problem. Mm-mm. Uh, any final comments from you? No. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Yeah, really yeah. great oh, to see you. Thank you for letting us taste all that. Thank you. Uh, so you've been listening to the Food Talk Show. Uh, if you go on to foodtalk.co.uk, there's, oh, must be 400 programmes now, six years' worth. Um, everything that we've ever talked about, from snail farming to... Beekeeping. Everything. Everything. <laughs> so do go on there if you want to look at some of our past things. And uh, we do hope you have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.